1: And you can currently see him on four different television shows. That's how busy he is in 2019. You can catch him on as Charlie on ABC's very popular Blackish, where well, he was an NAACP Image Award nominee for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, and on ABC Family, Grownish. He can be his Detective Daniel DJ Tanner on the TBS comedy Angie Tribeca, and the host of BET's game show's Face Value, Opposite. Tiffany Haddish. He's also a writer. I didn't know that until I started doing my research, which means we share a lot in common. He's an Emmy-nominated writer, actor, very funny stand-up comedian, and entrepreneur. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations comedian Dion Cole.
2: Hey, how you doing, bro? How you How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling really good, Dion. I, I'm a big fan. Let me get that out the way first, cause. Uh, In a a business where you get to see talent and you get to see people grow over the last 20 years, uh, I've been able to watch your talent. And one of the funny backstories about how you got started, because you're from Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and you got started on like a $50 joke, if I remember correctly, right?
2: Yeah, a bet. It was a $50 bet, that it was. Frank bet me $50 and never looked back. (laughs) <laughs>
1: now, now here's the funny part about it is that, you know, my background uh you know, everybody knows me from management, producing TV shows and and I was a i, I, I would say I'm, I'm I'm still a stand-up comic. I, I how can you take that title away from me? Is that uh <laughs> is that I was a writer, I was a sitcom writer. Now, early on were you were you doing stand-up and you was a writer because you were doing the Tonight Show Conan O'Brien, correct?
2: yeah I was doing the uh I used to write for Conan O'Brien for about seven years um uh, I was always stand up style off as stand up still am a stand up mm-hmm. um and then that led to me performing on the Tonight show mm-hmm. as a guest and from there, Conan picked me up to be a writer on his staff and then i was with him for like like i said about seven years. That's awesome, And I am still I still rock with him to this day. Like, um, he has a new show coming on TBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I was his last guest on his other formatted show that was on TBS, and he's revamping his new show where it's like a 30-minute show instead of an hour show. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'll be on there as well. So, yeah, I still rock with Connor. We toured this year, did some stand-up shows. And so, uh, yeah, he's a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, man, a guy who changed my life and I'm always indebted to him.
1: That's important because, uh, you know, uh, Steve Harvey was an important asset in my life. He gave me my first writing job in sitcom. Yeah, and, you know, And yeah. so I know what you, I know what relationships can do for you, you know, because they can open yeah, doors. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The beauty I like about your career is that somebody opened the door, but you didn't let it close.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. And, 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 and By you bringing up Steve Harvey, he was another influential person in my life as far as where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Steve and I go way back from him performing in Chicago and starting his radio career in Chicago. Right, We used to perform at All Jokes Aside. In Chicago, he used to do the radio in order to promote his show. That's how he started. He would do the radio for free. Mm -hmm. Well, while he would be doing his show, the club were trying to find new talent Mm -hmm. to do five minutes in Mm -hmm. front of him every night. Mm -hmm. And out of everybody, they chose me. And I used to do five minutes in front of him. And then me and him would go out in my mother's car later at night and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the city or whatever. Um, after that, we we had plenty of conversations about just uh, stand up and how to, and how to be and, and and what to do, and then that led to him getting several jobs. Which he had this philosophy, which was A B C, always be closing. Right. <laughs> and I seen him. I seen him one time on the lot while I was at Coney. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in a while when I seen him over, and he knew I was writing for conan and he was about to i think he was about to start family feud uh right. i think he was having, having like um yeah he was about to, he was having meetings and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff and um I told him what I was doing, and we had another conversation in the parking lot and um he influenced me to never marvel your success. You know, he influenced me to be like, you know, just, you know, when you do something, do that and let that catapult another thing. Right. Don't marvel in the thing that you're in. Right. And that was very influential to me, which led me to be where I am now. Right. You know, so. Which yeah, is multiple streams of income. Geez.
1: Which is what we exactly preach. Multiple exactly. streams exactly. of income. And that's very exactly. important. So let's talk about, but a thing I like about the shows is that they're all, are, are different. They are. They all bring out a different talent of yours. They allow you to be a, a different personality. Is that by? Is that you know? We all just trying to work, but if fortunately, I, fortunately for you, it's worked out that way. Tell me about uh, uh you know, Grownish. Your role on that, and because I I don't ever assume that everybody knows everybody. So let's talk about the yeah. ABC ABC uh show Blackish, where you right. are, were out, nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Blackish is a a show that was very necessary. Um, uh, It catapulted this movement, which is going on right now with a lot of black actors, actresses on television right now, where there wasn't a lot of black shows on the air at the time. Mm -hmm. And then when when Blackish came out and people seen how well it did, I think it like helped catapult other networks to be like, man, we need a black show. But the difference of the shows now, you know, it's no, it's no longer like just a black face on a show or black faces to, to make up a black show. What we did was we became a black voice, which is way more important. And so as we became that, it opened doors for other black voices shows that had black voices That spoke to how we feel in America and what we're going through, whatever. And it it was very, and it was like we didn't know the magnitude of what was going to go on. We just knew we had something special, but we didn't know the magnitude. And when when it uh, resonated with the people, we were so excited to uphold that torch and keep going with it. You know, Black is a very important show. Uh, to this day, I think is relevant to all races to be a blueprint mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what's going on right now. So uh, being a part of that movement mm-hmm. has been life changing, um, and always will be indebted to you know Kenya Barris, Anthony He's Anderson aware. as well. You He's know, so, uh, so it's a great show. Grown is a a spinoff of that with a teenage girl, uh, Yara. She goes mm-hmm. out to go to college and right. lives her life as far as being grown, you know. Uh, I played Charlie Telfy on both shows, uh, which is a coworker, Anthony's in the office. Right. And um and then on Grownish I became dean of students over there <laughs> and uh, being an adjunct professor, but you know, it it all works out, man, In the funny of it, you know. So uh and that's about relationships. Yeah, that's, about
1: relationships. Yeah. that's about relationships. That's about relationships. Yeah. Now, yeah, they, they, being that you're an actor, a comedic actor, and you're a writer, do they allow you to, mm-hmm. any input into in some of the scripts, or are you just strictly there to recite the the the, the, the scripts that they give no, you? No,
2: no. I um, I I they they give us they give us plenty of time to like ad lib, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, we 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 ad lib. Uh, like they, we, we go through the script, we shoot it, and then after we shoot it, if it's something that comes up, they'll let us throw it in there, and then they'll give us a take to uh, do what we want to uh, right. after hot. that, too. Because, That's uh, hot. we had different directors every week, and mm-hmm. so different directors do different things, but yeah, they they definitely let us. You know, stretch out a little sure. bit. But
1: we're we'll on the phone with uh, Dion Cole. Uh, we'll be right back. There's a couple of more shows. Bears on TV everywhere. Multiple streams of income. We'll be right back on Money Making Conversations with Dion Cole. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. Having, I'm having an incredible interview with an uh, individual I'm a long time uh, fan of. Just watching this career as a writer, as a stand up. Uh, he's uh he's right now he's mastering the art of multiple streams of income in Hollywood. Why I say that? Because you can see him on Blackish, which is on ABC. You can see him on Grownish, which is on ABC Family. You can see him on TBS and the Andrew Tribeca uh detective comedy series. And he's now the host. He's in my lane now. You know, game show lane, face value, opposite the very popular and busy Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Mm-hmm. How are you in the game show lane, now, Dion? Come on now.
2: Well, the game show, shout out to Wanda Sykes who created it. It's on V T. We did one little we did a season of that and um we were waiting to see what was gonna go on, what happened, whatever. I'm not sure if it's coming back or not. I don't know. I would like for it to come back, but right. I'm not sure. We've been waiting. I mean Tiffany is. Through the atmosphere right now <laughs> with what she's doing, so I I don't know if Tiffany's coming back to be right, 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 right. a sidekick on a game show, you know, the, the, uh, not a sidekick really, but like just doing man on the street type stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it was a fantastic show, and I love to do it again. You know, uh, shout out to Wanda Sykes who created it and everything. But um, you know, I'm touring as well. You know, I do my tours, I, I stand up tour that I do on my own, as well as I toured with Martin, Mm -hmm. I did dates with Conan. So my stand-up career is, like, everywhere. You can see my dates at uh, dot com, or Mm -hmm. you can go to Instagram and see uh, where I'm going to be at, where I'm going to be playing at, at D-E-O-N-C-O-L-E. So, yeah, like, on top of, you know, my TV shows, as well as, you know, my stand-up, it keeps me busy, you know. Definitely keeps me busy. But well, see, yeah. a lot of
1: a lot of people not hearing this in his in this conversation. He is funny to everybody, and he knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, because I I, I I was fortunate in my career that I remember when I started out, there were no there was no deaf comedy jam, and so mm-hmm. and so I was just performing to all, all white audiences. And I know when deaf comedy jam yeah. came out. They questioned Mm -hmm. whether I can make black audiences laugh. And Bob Sumter, uh, I had to go out to Oakland uh, Comedy, uh, Black Comedy uh, Festival, and I Um, show everybody I could make black people laugh. And so when he says Conan and then he says Martin, dude, those two extremes right there, Conan and Martin, okay, cerebral and you better be funny, okay? Cerebral and you better be funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that is something special, man. That's that's why I commend you in your career because yeah, I can't let people. You. I can't let people as a stand-up myself. I can't let people ignore how talented and how difficult that is for you to be able to <laughs> be yourself because you're not changing what
2: you do. you just being no, funny. No, no. Yeah, talk to, yeah, us, talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I struggle with that. Not really struggle with it in the, in the way that you might think, but coming up in Chicago. It used to be like where I we had these black rooms and I would be in these black rooms and what we would be uh, 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 kind of like um, uh, cater to the the stuff that we used to do like to cater to the people a lot of comics would do it really wasn't funny to me you mm-hmm. know and i would mm-hmm. I would see that and I would get caught up in that trying to cater to people. And, and and give them what they want. And the more that I did that, the more I didn't like what was going on, but then I knew I would go up north, and there was almost the same thing. Right. Like the <laughs> north side of Chicago was pretty pretty, pretty predominantly white, and right. I would cater to them in order to make them kind of laugh, too, and I mm-hmm. didn't like that neither, mm-hmm. you know, because the south side is predominantly black. Absolutely. And so, I, I, so. so I had to think of a way of mixing the two, you know, and 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 then I just was like, you know what? I forgot how original I am. Mm-hmm. I need to just give them who I am and quit trying to be a comic and just be who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was. A lot of people fail to realize when you look in the mirror every morning, you pass the most unique thing in the world and don't even acknowledge it. And I talk about this in my stand-up, too, that you are unique in every way, and people tend to go out and just be like everybody else. But you got to look at what's unique in you and then capitalize on it. That's success, which is supply and demand, which is giving them something that they don't have that you think that they need, which is you. Right. And right, so you right. have to believe in yourself in order to do that, you know. And so that's what I had to do. I had to look and go, well, there's nothing like this guy. Just give them this guy. And and it's going to be unique in all races into it, 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 the human race, not just black and white. So I made it my point. If I wrote a joke, this joke had to work across the board. It mm-hmm. couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Over here, or just over here, or just over here. And mm-hmm. if I did do that, I would have to have enough ample amount of material that would that would transcend both sides. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that 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 it would be that way. I wouldn't just stick on one side. Right. Right. So therefore, right. Um, that was it was it was it's always been balanced to me. You know, mm-hmm. and even in life, that's what you need to have. I mean, we need to have balance with everything, you know. With everything, even with your TV watching, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it should be balanced in everything that you watch you yeah. mean, and everything that you do. You right. know, that's the only way it's going to really work. So well, it shows that it I shows that to you. That. You know,
1: you on huh? you appear on BET, which is a predominant mm-hmm. black market. Then you put on ABC, but <laughs> we all know it's a general yeah. market station. And as well as right. the family, as well as TBS. I don't want to. i I'd be remiss if I didn't because I have watched this show, uh, Angie Tribeca. It's a you play mm-hmm. a detective is so so how how did you get the casting opportunity on that show?
2: Well, I had just finished working with Conan and I had my own show on TBS, a show called Black Box. Right. The network I remember at the that. time. Yeah, yeah, I had my own show. The network at the time did not support me the way that I thought that they should. The way my show was, my show was a current show that dealt with current topics. Mm-hmm. And what they wanted me to do is they wanted me to have, like, a show that just showed clips of stuff on the Internet. And that's that's all it was. And and we were like, no, we're a current show. We're talking about current <laughs> topics and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dealing with stuff that matters or whatever. Yeah. But one day they showed a commercial of a woman chopping watermelons with her breasts for my show. And that was like one of the things that made me kind of be like, what? And I didn't know that they were going to run that commercial. And so I just was like, yo, I thought we're done with these six things, these six <laughs> episodes. So I'm going to go back and talk to them and see if we can revamp this in the way that they wanted it wasn't the way that I wanted it, and so I just kind of just chilled. I love it. So as I was chilling for Nat and Conan, Steve Carell, shout out to Steve Carell, him and his wife Nancy Carell had a show coming on TBS and that they were about to do and they wanted me to come audition for it, and I for it. And uh, the part that I auditioned for, they didn't want me to get. And so they didn't have a part for me, so they literally wrote me into the show because they want to be a part of it. One thing about my career, anything I ever auditioned for, I never got. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) Anything that you, blackish, Conan. Conan hired me just out of the clear blue. After I got off stage, he hired me. Blackish, I was... Uh, a woman by the name of Tamara Goins told Kenya— I knew Tamara
1: was an innovative artist. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Tamara, my girl. She told Kenya—Kenya Kenya was looking for a writer. Mm-hmm. And she told Kenya, hey, we should. you should try to get Deion Cole. And I went over there to interview with Kenya and to be a writer. And the person that was supposed to show up to play the character that I played, Charlie, didn't show up. And so he asked me to play that character. Anything I ever got I never auditioned for because the things that people look at when they like writing stuff and putting stuff together, they, they, they look at a certain type. If you're a different kind of person, they can't they can't they can't think of you and put you in there. You're something that they didn't think of. So therefore why would they choose you for their product project? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, right? Because right. you don't fit what they thought. And
1: you definitely, though, your
2: voice, you know, your demeanor. Exactly, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so if if I'm if I'm never going to be what anybody intends for me to be, then they're not going to pick me. But some people are going to be smart enough to go. You know what? I've never seen the likes of such of this person. I'm gonna take a chance on them because this person is talented and unique. And those that have done that, we have done magic together, which yes. is like Conan and yeah. Steve Carell yeah. and Kenya Barris. Like right. you, you can fire them. Yo, I want this. I mean, this is the, the, the way people. The way people like. Cast people and stuff like that. I think they just—it's kind of like shopping in a sense. Mm-hmm. You might—you—you you, you have a brown suit and you're looking for some brown shoes. Right. That's you in the mall looking for some brown shoes and you can't find them. But you see these green shoes that yeah, amazing. There you go. But they there don't go. go with your brown suit. Yeah. But you see them and you like, wow. You're gonna go still. You still gonna go get them brown shoes, but them green shoes gonna be on your mind. You might even come back and get them green shoes, and then get an outfit to go with them green shoes. That don't mean the green shoes ain't amazing. They just didn't go with that outfit. And so that's how that's that's how I always look at how I am when it comes to the bit, come to the business, and how I've always been like chosen to do things like. And that's how a lot of people should look at it. Don't ever look at it like. You're not worthy enough. You just didn't go with that outfit. Right. But they are gonna I come back it. for you if they if they want you. They gonna come back for you. And and they did that with me several times.
1: Well, my man. And so
2: I've never got nothing out of audition for
1: nothing. Well, my man. I'm just gonna tell you this, Dion. I've been seeing you. Uh, I, I admire your your personality, your style. It's unique. You're, you're not a you. Roshon McDonald, You're not a Kevin Hart. You're not a Steve Harvey. You're not a you're not a Nick Cannon. You're Dion Cole and that's special thank and that's what makes uh, that's why I'm excited to have had you on my show know that I'm a friend of yours and a fan of yours and you know a lot of names thank that I know and uh and honestly, keep mastering that multiple streams of income okay just keep mastering it alright
0: yes, Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buy Raycon.com slash iHeart.